It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant God damn <laughs> And we're good, ladies and gentlemen I know you missed us Because I missed you Welcome to another episode Of the one and only D1 Ignite University Podcast I'm your host with the most Sitting by scraping the butter off my toast Jamal Brown Coming to you live From an undisclosed location That may be changing pretty soon I'll let you know if I remember to tell you. So we got something interesting for you tonight. The usual crew has abandoned me. So I have replaced all of them with a cactus, a sunflower, and a cricket I found in the street. Unfortunately, all three of those items cannot talk. So I found three more of my friends to kind of get the thing going. So let me introduce you to a man you have met before. It's been a while. The temperature has gone up. So that means he added another scully to his head. You know him, you love him, you miss him. Captain Scully, what's good? What's good? What's good, people out here? All these good people. It's um, Nasty out here. Published author, founder of my own podcast, world traveler at that. Um, he just here. came from the islands, so he's still on his little groove thing. Yeah, you know, you know, go down to Panama, bro. Go down if you got to. Bring, bring your mosquito repellent because they don't play. They don't. They really don't. And next up on the list, this is arguably the most successful man that I've ever met. He is the most bold man I've ever met. I've never met anyone who could just walk up to Chance the Rapper, say what's up, and have a full conversation like he's known him his whole life. I've seen it in person. I've seen it in videos. Ladies and gentlemen, NYC's own Cletus. Man, y'all know the face. Y'all know the name. Y'all tuned into the world's greatest. I'm not saying it because it sounds good, and I'm not saying because I put it on the shirt. Podcast man, it's your boy Cletus real talk. Young Macro Cletus. I'm a gallus, I'm a diplomat, I'm a tastemaker, and overall I'm a scholar. Thank you so much to my brother for having me here. I look forward to making you guys laugh and quick. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a very professional man, the most educated person who's ever been on the show. I say that because Cletus is in the process of getting his PhD. I was at trivia at a bar tonight and they asked me what does PhD stand for? I could not answer that question. I am not that educated. <laughs> Don't y'all look at me like that. Half y'all don't know what PhD stands for either. So don't judge me. Don't judge me. Coming up, we have another person who's never been on the show before. He has very limited podcast experience, but that's fine because I don't have much either. I'm just here so I don't get fined. He is another member of the NWA chat that is in my phone. If you don't know what that stands for, well, you need to go watch Straight Out of Compton again. He is professional in his field. He enjoys talking shit to me on a pretty much a daily basis because I do be deserving it sometimes. But ladies and gentlemen, Daniel, what's good? What's going on, man? It's Daniel, another New York head here. I appreciate you for having me. <clears throat> I'm in Ohio now, you know what I'm saying? Doing my producer thing. Y'all can call me the Big Apple Buckeye, Columbus to New York. <laughs> so I'm right here with y'all, man. I'm happy to be here. I, 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 I don't think I've ever asked before, what part of Ohio? 
Columbus, man. Yeah, so straight uh came straight to the Ohio State University. Don't forget the D. We pay a lot of money for the D. You feel me? So, hey, look, I I have a very successful colleague from that place who would be very angry with me if I did not pronounce the V in the Ohio State University. He would literally come down from Detroit and fight me for it because he has threatened to do so. And he's well within his bounds to do so. Don't forget it. You feel me? Well, I appreciate y'all for having me. If he does, I'm snitching. I'm calling his coach. <laughs> I'm calling the NFL PA, and I'm calling this quarterback because he don't—he he can't be doing that to me. He's too big now. He ain't a child no more. You're right next time, player. <laughs> hey, look, by the end of the show, if you figure out who I'm talking about, you will understand why we don't mess with gargantuan human beings anymore. So, y'all, how, how y'all feeling before we get the show started? Any quips, problems? How was y'all day? Y'all have to fight anybody? New York people, you have to swim through a sewer? Oh, no, I'm great. Low, I'm great. I would have called the Uber personally, but hey, everybody's not able. Dog, in NYC, Uber about eighty dollars. I, I might have just took the two foot express. I'm not getting gangrene on no subway when you already know how dirty the subway already is. Just get the Uber. You'll be alright. Pay the two hundred. Go where you gotta get to. And that video, them that video, them swimming in there. That's my old. Subway stop too, and I, I felt some type of way when I saw that video. I don't know what I would done. I don't know what I would have done. I'm not gonna hold you. I couldn't imagine <laughs> Metro looking like that. I could not. I couldn't even imagine it. I mean, I, I drive now, so I don't take the Metro no way. But um, yeah, no, I'm still getting, still readjusting to being back in the ghetto, known as the U.S. You know, it's it's been an adjustment the last two days, but you know, we'll get through it. I mean. I'm the only one here. I've never even seen a subway, so I, I really don't have no no dog in this fight. We we can't have subways here. Texas too big. Just drive. I can have railroads. Drive, yes. Everything's spread out in Texas. Man. Hey. No, you 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 have no idea. I wonder but, what they used to do back in the day before cars. Hey, go walk. That's, that's probably why we have Juneteenth now. It took so long to get down to Texas. Basically. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it. But before we get too deep in and digging on the state of Texas, because that's my job, only I insult my state because we have our own set of problems. There are some big things that have gone on in the sports world. The Bucks have just tied up the NBA Finals tonight. Giannis did his thing. It wasn't 40 points, but hey, a dub is a dub. Chris Middleton finally broke out of his funk that he's been in, except for game three. Drew Holiday... <laughs> Just, just stop shooting the ball. Just just play defense. At He's this been point. locking his uh, straight jacket out here, man. I mean, he's putting on the defensive clinic, but the man needs to stop yeah. shooting the ball. So, I, what, I what, don't know if I see all of that now. He made hey, a couple good shots down the stretch. They're going to need him to hit something if they want to win. They're going to need him to hit a couple. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to give you 15. At least. 11 but, or 15. But hey, how how are y'all feeling about the series? What what's intriguing y'all? And most importantly, who y'all got? Man, I got okay. So I have Phoenix before season before the um the series started, but Chris Paul worried me after that game. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he hurt. I don't know if he's thinking about it too much. I don't know if he just 
he crumbled under the pressure in his first finals, but something was off. Something doesn't look right. Uh, he was making bad decisions, stuff that CP just don't do, turn the ball over, just looking looking like a shell of himself. So if, if he not if he not gonna be able to figure it out, there's no way they're gonna be able to, to take it. If CP3 not right, this not gonna happen. There's no way or how. My so man Cletus was watching the game and taking notes like the professional he is. Cletus, tell us what you got down. What What's something that you noticed? So for me, what I really noticed um, more on the buck side, uh, Middleton's mid-range game was immaculate. And down the stretch, what they really started to do was like a screen between Giannis and Middleton that gave him just so much room to make a lot of mid-range shots. And like I said, I don't know if everybody else noticed, but Giannis' adjustments every time he's about to get fouled, instead of him trying to go for the shot, passing it out. Why? So, cause he's not the greatest free throw shooter as we've seen down the stretch and him being able to pass it out was set up the other team makes to be able to down the road, start to be able to make these shots, make these moves and basically set up a half court play. Cause in the half court set, I feel like the Bucks is the best team um, in the game. And then I, just to touch on Drew Holiday a little bit, we got to appreciate his hustle. He's a two way defender. He's going to give you buckets when he gets them, and he's also going to lock you down on the, on the defensive end. And last but not least, what I really enjoyed was a small ball down the stretch. It's how they were able to convert on a lot of, like, second-point opportunities and just getting points in the – just big, getting points scored in the last couple of minutes of the game. So that's what I really see more on the Bucs side. Now, on the Phoenix side, that Booker foul trouble was an issue. Um, and just getting him out of the game – basically opened up for more trouble. That's when you started seeing CP3 get more turnovers, Jay Crowder having to sell some fouls and calls, and then Monty Williams having to come up and draw up so many plays because they just were not able to, you know, get the game going in their direction the way they need to. And there was an excessive amount of rough trouble. So that's what I saw. I think down the, down the line, I want to go Bucks because it's an East Coast thing. I just want to go Bucks, But that Phoenix Sun team is a very good team, and I wouldn't be offended if they did you know, win them in the game. It ain't East Coast, but it's close enough. Eastern Conference. <laughs> and so we we gonna we represent the East right now. So whatever the East is, that's what we're doing. So I can't disagree with that statement. Right. So I had the Bucks in seven before the series began. I had them winning a title this year. Like once they beat Brooklyn, I was like, that was pretty much like that was getting Brooklyn out the way was kind of the paramount for them. And when they did that, I felt like they were going to win a title. Now, granted, I figured Phoenix would at least get one win at home and then they ended up getting two. And now the Bucks are tied or whatever. But look, I was saying this in one of my other group chats. People can sit here and pretend like they don't see Giannis's growth just because he doesn't have a Hezzy jumper and a two, two-step hezzy fake, and ain't out here bagging niggas like that. This dude's growth in like the last two years is very evident, and I don't know what else he's. I mean, besides short of winning a title, I don't know what else he's got to do. I mean, you know, yeah, he could get a more consistent jumper. Yeah, he could hit some free throws, but that stuff is going to. I think that stuff. I don't know if the jumper will come or not, but I, the free throws. Mm-hmm. I hope they'll get better but 
This dude is a freak of nature. This was a man, we saw him hyperextend his left knee to the point that people weren't even sure he was going to play for the first couple of games of the finals. Like It was up until the game, we were unsure. And then this dude has just been a freak. And, you know, living up to that nickname. Chris Middleton had too slow of a start. Now he's picked it up. You know, I figured he would eventually get back to it. I'm with you. Drew Holiday need to stop shooting because some of these, some of these, some of these jumpers, and I'm just like, what are you like? I'd be yelling at the TV, like, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, yo, stop. But he is a menace on defense. Like, that's what they brought him here for, you know, to do that. Um, so, and he's been locking up. Chris Paul folded like hot laundry out the dryer in game four. It is, it was, I have never, I don't know what's, and I, even though I picked the Bucks, part of me wants him to get a ring because that's the only thing he's missing at this point. And I'm just like, bro, how are you, the last two games now, how are you folding like this? Like how, like what happened? I don't know if it's just a difference because you're not at home and there's a difference on the road. I don't know what it is, but dude, (laughs) this game. I do think he, he feeling a little bit of that pressure. That pressure, like you said, what is this? His 16th, 17th year. Yeah, he's done just about about everything you can do in the league, and people people have their eye on him as you know the point guard moniker that that he gets. I feel like he's a little bit of he was. I think he was minus ten tonight with five turnovers and ten points. Yeah, when's when's the last time you've seen some Chris Paul numbers like that? Like that's when I played two K because I suck. (laughs) <laughs> he putting up Jason Kidd and Dallas numbers like bro it's not it's something is off something is wrong I don't know if he's feeling it I don't know if he's injured but it's it, I'm telling you if if Chris Ball don't come out and have a game five for the ages then you can you could essentially pack it up and give Giannis his finals MVP and I don't even know if that'll be enough like I I if 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 the Bucks can kind of keep this up, because the first person to win a game on the road, I think that's when because yeah. they always say it doesn't start till somebody wins the mm-hmm. You're you're gonna have to if either one of them want to finish the series out. Right, because game seven is gonna be in Phoenix. So like if Giannis, if Giannis and them don't win one of these next two, like it's gonna come down there. Yeah, I'm and- honestly I'm honestly more impressed that. Devin, you fold your clothes fresh out of the dryer. I'm not gonna lie; they sit in there for a few days. <laughs> no, they do. I I don't really fold them, but I'm saying there are some that do. And but if you can fold, if you are disciplined enough to fold your clothes fresh out the dryer, you you are more mature than me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. There's there's some days I do it just to get it out the way, but most of the time I just throw them on top of the other clean clothes. Nope. Can't, can't, can't say I do. But I'm here to say, over the last two weeks, I've done some thinking. And I've decided to blame everything in my life on Ben Simmons. Everything. If it if it rains when I leave my windows down, it's Ben Simmons' fault. I stub my toe on the side of the bed, Ben Simmons' fault. I, I, leave, I forget to take the meat out the freezer, it's Ben Simmons' fault. Until he hits 50% of his free throws, I'm slandering Ben Simmons. That's what does he have? What does he have to do with this? Almost nothing. But right now, 
Giannis is proving to us what is the difference between him and Ben Simmons. Exactly. They have very similar skill sets. They're both basically the same height. Look, once you hit that 6'10 threshold, you're seven feet tall. I don't care. You're mm-hmm. seven feet tall. But he's so scared to fail, to do anything that's out of his comfort zone, that it inhibits him and his team. Giannis just says, fuck it, I'm a ball anyway. So, yeah, he goes to the free throw line. He knows he's going to miss some. He might airball it. He does not care. They leave him wide open at the three-point line. Three or four times a game, he's going to shoot it. And doing that is just enough to make the defense honest and just enough to show I'm not afraid of anything that y'all throw at me. And that's something you got to respect as an athlete and from a mental standpoint, because nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to look stupid. And most people who are not good at something, they won't do it. Me included. If I'm not good at something, I avoid it at all costs. And I'm tired of people talking about this man doesn't have a bag. He averaging 40 without he, a bag. He don't got a bag, though. That's, he, not, that's not a lot. People keep saying that. No, bro, he don't what do you like? Is why is it? It's the ball, the ball going is going in the hoop. The he name of the game no is getting the ball in the bucket. I get, I, hey, hey, man, he, like you said, he's a freak in nature. They call him the Greek freak for a reason. The man got no bad. Let's get But he's seven feet tall, tall, playing bully ball. Niggas know what's coming and still can't stop him. 100%. So it don't even matter. I ain't even going to lie to you, but if you want to call it what it is, he definitely don't got it bad. So, and them threes that you were referencing, Jamal, if he – I'm going to let him shoot it every time. The man's shooting under 20% from, from the three for the playoffs. So he can shoot it every single time he wants to shoot it, and he's going to make less than one out of every five he shoot, and I'm okay with that. And you are absolutely right. That's something as a defense you live with. But last series in game six, I believe, he shot one for eight from three. But that one he made was that crucial game-winning time. And I live on, I live under the pretense of, if you're open, shoot that bitch. My dad was like that when he coached his team when I was growing up. He was the only person I'd ever seen get mad at someone for not shooting it. Like, dog, I don't care who you are. If they want to give you 10, 15 feet, take it. What's the worst that could happen? You miss? All right. Look. I, think, I think for Giannis, he got to find out. He He's so good right now. But I feel like if he finds out what if he finds out whether or not he wants to be a person who's shooting those, who's taking those shots, or if he wants to be a person who's going to get his head down and pass out or, you know, try to post with somebody or whatever the case may be, trying to draw a foul, it'll, it'll take his game even crazier to the next level, which I don't even know what that would look like because the man's already a two-time MVP. Right? Hey, but at this point, Giannis is not a basketball player. Giannis is just a freak athlete out there doing what freak athletes do. I said he would be a Hall of Famer right now if he gets a ring. If he gets a ring, he'd be a Hall of Famer right now. That's what somebody said. That's a no. That's a no. That's a stretch. A no for me, dog. I mean, I'm not saying I believe. I'm I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying that's what some Hall of Famer now. No, maybe based off some accolades. I feel like there's still a lot of records that need to be broken. For him to be in certain conversations. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say. Yeah, like, go ahead. My fault. I will say, though, his resume is better than you might think it is if you look at his 
basketball reference page because I looked at it the other day, and he's done just about everything there is to do. Hey, two two MVPs, I believe, three All NBA teams, uh, one Defensive two, Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, all, two, all NBA for like five times. He's like All Defense a few times, at least most improved player, Rookie of the Year. You got first player since Shaq to average. Or to score two back to back 40 point games in the finals. Like, I mean, dude is just knocking down. Not there's there's not a whole bunch negative you can say about him other than, other than the jumper and the free throws. Like other, <laughs> other than be real, other than the people on Twitter who want to complain because he don't do James Harden dumbass step back. And yes, James Harden step back is stupid. It's it's us it's him settling. Why would I take a 25-foot shot when I can get a three-foot shot any day? And that's what I say. I think he needs to play. When I say he needs to figure out what he's doing with those three-point shots, whether he's going to take them or not, he needs to play a little bit more like a power forward. If he played a little bit more like a power forward rather than like a power forward for like 40 minutes and then, you know, the other eight minutes, I'm going to see what I can do out here on a, on a perimeter type of situation. If he dedicated to like i'm i'm living inside the paint because 95 percent of y'all not touching me down here no way that's that's a next level that's a next level move for Giannis where he might he might just might if he went a ring just might get himself into a, a goat conversation like yeah he may not be hall of fame but he definitely gonna enter like top 10 players in the league if he gets a ring He's already been top 10. Yeah, he's already already top 10. Quick question for all the gentlemen here. What what environment do you feel is is, is tougher to play in? Milwaukee with the Deer or the Valley with Phoenix Suns? If you have from from your expert opinion analysis, where do you feel is tougher to play at? Milwaukee, because all them white country. I wouldn't have to say it. I mean, Republicans, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, are you talking about from an outside perspective, or are you talking about if I was one of them on the floor? Uh, if you're on the floor, where do you where is hard? What do you think is harder to play? Yeah, Milwaukee. I would I would say Milwaukee as well. I I think it's close. It, it is Phoenix, very very close. Phoenix Phoenix goes crazy, and they have a history of basketball in Phoenix too. So I know the the fan base is. You know, it's hot. They get loud. It's hot as hell. <laughs> but I think the the what do they call it? The Deer Park, whatever they call it. Over Deer there, District. Yeah. Deer District. Yeah. They go they go pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. I, it's not that's not an invitation that I wanna that I wanna have as like an opposing player going into Milwaukee. Phoenix out. couldn't do that. It's too hot to do that in Phoenix. Imagine uh, twenty thousand people standing outside in hundred and four degrees. Yeah. I'm never set. I'm never setting foot in Phoenix, Arizona ever again. I'm convinced the devil himself lives under there. It, that, <laughs> yeah. that well, that shit the desert for a reason. But the reason, the other reason with Milwaukee is, I think, I don't know, I remember Jamal said it on like one of their podcasts back in the day where it was like something about these people up north and in the, the northern part of the U.S., their, their fan bases are just... They're, they're crazy unnecessarily crazy and rowdy these people i don't know if it's just because they got nothing better to do being in milwaukee and in certain parts of philadelphia and you know but these people are crazy 
they I they are really rowdy. They throw stuff at people. They like you saw how Boston was acting with Kyrie. You know, like now the East Coast fans though. East Coast I think fans, the East Coast are crazy. fans got it over the Midwest fans. Because um, yeah. I would, I would rather, I would rather play in Milwaukee than I would rather play in Madison Square Garden, Barclays, Philly, Boston, any of them. I'd rather play in Milwaukee yeah. than any of them. But you're, you're, there's one specific place in the Midwest that can trump all of that. Chicago? Indy. Indy oh, is a basketball-crazed state. They are. The Hoosier State. I give you that. When the, when the Pacers were great, when the Pacers were Reggie Miller good, that, mm-hmm. that's a hostile environment. Literally, the only person to defeat that hostile environment, his name was Michael Jordan. And even he was like... <laughs> Yeah, he was going so, through. Oh, that bigger Jordan. You, you, you see, uh, you see what Reggie Miller did when he came to the Garden. Should have told Spike Lee to sit down. Should have told Spike Lee to sit down. Should have told. But between Phoenix and Milwaukee, man, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to play. Yeah, um, Phoenix seemed like a cool vibe. Like I'd go over there. Yeah, they're loud. But, like, I don't know if it's, it's a cool vibe. They get pretty, pretty crazy over there. They too. get crazy. Yeah, they got. They got. I think they have a history enough that the fan base is like they know enough they, about the game to be passionate yeah. about when they. You know what I'm saying from Nash to Barkley and all. Like they have, they have a history enough in Phoenix to to know about the game and they go pretty crazy for it. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not slighting Phoenix in that way, but. Oh no! I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go We'll settle this the ignorant way. What we'll see, we'll have a poll posted on our Twitter account, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all can go on there and see, pick which one you think the death valley, not death valley, but the death heat of Phoenix or the cold. Let's just say I hate the cold. Let's just leave it at that. But <laughs> dude, this what, while we're talking about cold basketball, and I don't mean that in a positive way. Team USA has been very cold over the last few, over the last two weeks or so. And they're pissing me off. Because one thing Americans do not tolerate. If we lose in gymnastics, I, it happens. We lose in track. As long as it's to Jamaica, we, we're really cool with it. It's I. We lose in whatever obscure olympic sport they have because they got some weird ones that you've never heard of or didn't even know were sports we can live with it but when we lose in basketball no we do not put up with that and they need to get their shit together because man can't be embarrassing me in our sport in front of other countries making us look bad as a nigerian (laughs) a nigerian american i would just say that and i think this is was i forgot who said it but I feel like foreign international play has gotten so much better over the years. And I don't think anybody's given credit to these other leagues across the world that is also cultivating talent at a high level. Like the same way you got kids in Brooklyn that probably play ball all day just because they want to go to league. You're now starting to see that in these other countries like Argentina and Nigeria. And then you got a lot of the kids from the collegiate um, space that are Nigerians or Greek like et cetera, et cetera. And they're going over to play and they're playing overseas. So you got, you can't get upset when you see, you know, these, these ball players that just didn't get a slot at the NBA who still are playing professional basketball at high levels, give the United States a run for their money. It's just what it is. Like basketball is a global sport. Now it is, 
in the next 10, 15 years, don't be surprised if it, it gets to the point that it's the same level of soccer because that's what we got. We got, and they just had the Basketball Africa League developed. You obviously know about the Spanish leagues and the Argentine leagues and the, and the Russian leagues. People are balling and they are balling at a high level. So the U.S. is, I felt like they, they went into this thing and everybody was trash. That is going to be the same Nigerian team that got spanked by 81 points. It's no longer that team. So now everybody's going to be put on, on, uh, on front street to really figure out who's the best kind of players, who's the best teams, and who has the best coaches. So I'm here for all of it because you already know there's still a lot of players that still need to join the USA team that didn't get a chance to join because they're still playing either in season or haven't made a decision to play yet. I, um, yeah, no, to, to Cleus's point, though, I, um, so I, I was working with Verizon media so I was doing like live streaming games and so I got a chance to see a lot of Australian basketball um uh, the NBL the National Basketball League this is that league is turned like they it feel like watching the NBA game watching some of those games this is the same league that LaMelo Ball was playing in right before he got drafted and he won rookie of the year you know, this is the league that RJ Hampton was playing in. And, you know, this is a league Andrew Bogut spent some time there. Like, Australians be playing for it. Like, I wasn't totally shocked that they beat the U.S. Olympic Patty Mills is a 99 overall. Right. Don't, know, <laughs> don't, don't know what happens to him. When he it's, was in the NBA, he's solid. He wasn't nothing special, he was but he's a good it, role player. Come it's Olympic top time. Five up there. Come Olympic time, he turns into LeBron, and I don't know how he does. It's top five. So you pop. got Untucked Jersey Kyrie, Olympic Patty Mills, Hoodie Mello, <laughs> Gangsta John Wall. All that. <laughs> like, but, yeah, it's like he said, this is international. Like, you look at the NBA, most of the best players, you look at, like, Giannis, you look at Rudy Gobert, look at Luka. Um, most of these dudes are coming from overseas. Like, this, these ain't scrubs no more like it, it ain't like people going and the nba game is just not what it was anymore like everybody is three-point shooting and you know they don't have like true big men anymore like things like a lot of the time you know so it, it's a different used, NBA game the same thing we used to demean european players for right we've become that you know and watch if this team goes outside like the 04 olympic team that team didn't have that team didn't have social media and stuff. So like the 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 slander wasn't as bad. Like you said, the only two things I care about watching the Olympics are track and basketball. True. <laughs> it's, it's like really like and a little bit of gymnastics. But like yo, and and then you'll, is the one thing we can count on. Then you'll That's stumble like, upon some weird random sport. You're like, this is entertaining. Right. I don't know what's like, going bro. on, but. I am. I do not consider myself a proud patriot of America until Team USA play. Hey, it, they cannot the, take that away from me. They can't take that away from me. Hey, that's the weird thing about the about Olympic time because we're all so critical of America and we know of all the bad and negative things that have happened in the past and that happen right now. But for three weeks, every four years, USA, USA, and same with the World Cup too. If, if we make the World Cup, but soccer is all the women. I don't give a damn about Oh, oh the women, yeah. They, we the Women go there and dominate that, and I'm chanting USA. Oh, men's team. We don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But about the um, 
look, there's so many things. For one, they they walk into that thinking they have the same mindset that the 2020 Los Angeles Clippers have. They say we stack, ain't nobody touching us. We got all the talent in the world. We don't really got to do nothing. We don't really got to make any type of adjustments or anything like that. And these other teams are coming in with a lot more passion, a lot more hunger, a lot more to prove, a lot bigger chip on their shoulder. And then they go in and, you know, Team USA over here trying to trying to draw these fouls that they get from NBA refs and being in the shots and trying to get all these stuff that they be getting in the NBA. And these other refs look at them like, what the hell are y'all doing? That's not how that's not how the game works. Like it's not, this is not basketball, basketball. And I, I akin it to something like y'all was reference soccer too, about how European teams they play soccer, you know, the very like methodical, strategical way of playing the game. And I think that that's something that a lot of foreign teams in the basketball universe are looking at and doing right now. Like they're playing the game very down to the T on how the game is supposed to be played, very X and O's type of thing. And the USA team is going in there thinking star power. We just going to shoot the lights out and dunk on everybody and we don't got to worry about nothing else. And it's showing and it's backfiring on them right now. They granted they win, they they made their adjustment in that game three or whatever when they I think they beat Argentina this last game. Yeah, they beat them um, by 28 or so, something like that. Right. So they, you know what I'm saying? They made them just but losing to Nigeria, losing to Australia, they don't have that same and the 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 thing that really bothers me too, because I don't think they have a leader on that team. I'm a big KD fan. That's my favorite player, but he's not the leader for the team. He's not the At leader. All. He's not the Kobe. He's not the MJ. And I think that what really bothers me is that the coaching staff that they have on this team is a Hall of Fame, all-time great coaching staff. They got Pop. They got Eric Spolstra. They got well, Steve Kerr. They got the best coaches on planet Earth, essentially. And it's they're not putting it together. And that's what worries me more so than just them coming out looking flat like they don't do anything. It's that where are these coaches at when it matters for the team? Um, because they, in any other situation, we would be looking at these guys like they're the best of the best, right? And granted, they can get it together and they can go on a run and they very might well end up winning gold. But it's it's definitely a indicator of likely to say where the world game is right now and that the gap the gap between team usa and the rest of the world 10 years ago 15 years ago was monumental and that gap is shrinking year by year by year and you know See, and then think about all the players that don't play like imagine if ben simmons was playing for australia imagine if Giannis was playing for greece imagine Bounce. if <laughs> like you know and them both. The, the other thing I noticed the NBA officiating is very different like FIBA exactly. that that touch stuff that they were doing they were there were times these dudes was doing that like you know that that James Harden ball like you know they looking for fouls looking for contact because they know they're gonna get the call and them FIBA refs in the Olympics is looking at them like what the fuck are you doing exactly 
Who told you that was a good idea? Like, what are you doing? Like, like, you, I mean, you, you want me to call that? <laughs> See, but, here's, here's where I differ from y'all. Y'all are being so nice, saying uh, the talent gap is shrinking and other teams bullshit. Look, talent-wise, the greatest players in the world are by far the American players. We have some amazing international players. I'm not going to deny that. The MVP of the league, uh, Jokic. I don't remember. Slovenia. No. Serbia. 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 Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid. He is Cameroonian. Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, there's Luca is from Slovenia. Shouts to Slovenia because my man Goran Dragic is also Slovenian. He's not playing this year because, you know, he old. But I still love my point guard. The point of it is they're talent-wise the Americans are by far the greatest basketball players on the planet. It is the fact that like Daniel said, and what Devin said, we skate by on star power. We think the world is going to sit down and lay down because they know USA is coming and we're in the NBA and we can do this and that. It's different for us is our mindset is not different. It's not the same as theirs. For most of them, the Olympic stage is the coup de grace. It is the highest level they're ever going to get. It's what they live for. NBA guys, they don't even care. This is honestly our, our B-minus squad. This is not the best players that we could put out there. This is the best guys who wanted to be out there. And because we're America, we don't force anybody out there. I guarantee you, if Luka was still in Slovenia, they would say, if you don't get your ass on that court, we will hang you at the stake. Let me tell you something, too. I know they broke up all them little countries and everything, but if they had a Baltic region, but just, just all, think, think about all the dudes in the NBA who last name and with IC, with the itch, who got the itch in the last name, if they yeah. had a squad together with that team, team would say would be in trouble. Like, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, imagine if the Whoa. USSR was still a country. <laughs> the itch team would go. You have Jokic, Boban, Luca, Dario Saric, probably they got filling Dragic, off. The bench. They got Bogdanovich. Both the Bogdanoviches. Yeah, they would average. Do you know how big Baltic people are? And those are like just the ones in the NBA that we know. We honestly, honestly, just Jokic, just Jokic, and and Doncic. I wouldn't even want to touch it. I wouldn't even want to go nowhere near that. I, we, would Porzingis. Have, we would Porzingis. We would literally have to say, LeBron, we don't care. Get your ass on that. Court. <laughs> yeah, get up. Ain't nobody about to watch no Space Jam 2. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, man. This is Space Jam. These are the monsters. You come and get your money now. They would, say, they would say, Steph, stop eating Aisha cooking. We know you don't yeah, like all of it. You got to get everybody. Steady, get your slim ass. Down. <laughs> James, I know you and little baby are butt buddies now, but get your uh, get out. Uh, no more parents. Dame is Dame. They do be in Paris looking real familiar with each other, huh? Ain't no more Paris. The only time I want to see y'all in Paris is if the Olympics are being held there. Get y'all asses on that court. You're coming to Tokyo. Take them raggedy oh. ass bell bottoms off and put these all that. And you, yeah, and you know what I'm what I'm upset about as a Miami Heat fan and now as a Team USA fan. 
why do we want to be so small when the rest of the world is saying, you know what, if we get more rebounds than them, we got a shot. The NBA is small ball, man. They think the, they think the world will evolve around the NBA. They think because we playing small ball in the NBA, that's that's how the world stages don't look. So everybody look with a seven footer. See, I love when they mention small ball. And Nick Wright tried to tell me a few mo- about a month ago that height does not matter in today's game. Bullshit. The yes, best, yes, yes. the best players in every era are on the bigger end. The 2010s, LeBron, 6'8", 6'9". The early 2000s, LeBron, uh, Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan. Carmelo, yeah. All 6'8", 6'6", plus. Go to the 90s, Jordan, 6'6", still pretty damn big. Go back to 6'10", with a handle. Magic and Larry, 6'9", 6'8", 6'7", respectively. Keep going back further. Dr. J, so the Wilts, the the last, forward. The last yeah. time a relatively small guy was the best player in their era was Jerry West. And maybe AI was the AI was the best for you know a little, little second there. A, AI was in the same draft class as Kobe. AI was a great, amazing player. Don't get me wrong, but was he Kobe level? No, yeah. I, <laughs> Dirk. He was seven feet tall. That's debatable. I, I I think AI, I think that's debatable, but that's another conversation. I mean AI Steph. AI doesn't have doesn't have the resume Kobe does. It's Kobe not his fault. Right. The resume, absolutely not. But talent-wise and straight up dominating the league offensively, AI. I mean, right I'm there. not saying I'm not saying small guys don't do that because you can AI look put at Jordan Dame. in the blender. You can look at Dame and Steph and all those who are think, relatively yeah. I think Steph, I, Steph got us thinking that. That the that point guards was kind of gonna have a, a full on renaissance in the league. That it was gonna be a small ball league. The Warriors got us thinking, oh, okay, we don't need big men anymore. And then you know, and then you get Luca and Giannis and people like I right, yeah, nah. Jok- ah, Jokic and Embiid. And, 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 and I'm glad you brought up the point guard position because that's another reason why this Team USA team is doomed to fail. Because let me ask you this. What were the last successful, the most successful uh, Olympic teams in, in memory? 92. Well, 92, 12, and 08. Like, yeah. 08 was disrespectful. 08 was the most disrespectful Olympic team. I love that 08 team. (laughs) But but you know, what's the difference between the way those teams were built and what we're doing now and what we did in 2016? We just accumulate star power and say, Forget it. We're going to roll the ball out there. We're going to act like this is playing 21 at a local L.A. fitness. Everybody mm-hmm. everybody is the man on their squad, and they're going to go get theirs. But what did we have on the squad in 92? Huh? Magic Johnson and John Stockton, guys who were made to make other people better. Floor generals, point guards. 08 and 2012, who did we have oh. out there? Chris Paul alongside with LeBron, who is basically a point guard in himself as well. And Kobe. And Kobe's a real leader. Even though he don't pass the ball, he makes sure everybody does what they're supposed to do. And then look look at who we have now. Who's our point guard? Dame? Dame don't pass the ball. Let's be real about that. He's a a shooting guard. Dame, 
Dame is just like Allen Iverson. He was only a point guard on paper because he was technically too short to play anything else. But but when we look back at the records, we consider AI a two because who else, that's, they, who else they got on the squad right now from the, at the point guard? Zach, Zach Levine, Valley Bill. Uh, is there any other like Jeremy? Um, Drew Holiday technically. Oh, but they not they haven't even played yet because they playing in the final. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I guess. He's a four. Yeah, I don't even, yeah. Dame is Dame the only like. I might even call him a true point guard, but at least the only one who actually plays the position. Yeah, but there's no other. There's no one out there who is a floor general who's going to say, you know what? I don't. I can get mine by making sure y'all get yours. There's no one out there to do that. Now, granted, I give Team USA an inch of slack every year because we literally throw a team together, and after a week and a half of practice, we say, "Okay." go play somebody. And some of these teams have been together for years or months at a time. They actually know each other. We have so much talent that we say, nah, we don't need none of that. And they really, aside from the whole guard thing, they really picked up this man, Kevin Love. I mean, this nigga is washed. What the hell was they doing? They could have got Bam. I mean, they could have got, um, excuse me, Julius Randle and Instead, they decide let's get it. Let's give an invitation to this washed ass old ass nigga, Kevin. Where can somebody call Boogie? So Actually, he the only nigga. Guy? He's the only one that's not a nigga. <laughs> Matter of fact, can, call it like it is. He was on the team. I, that I don't understand. I really truly don't understand you need that. One drop in that otherwise chocolate milk you do not understand that especially especially after the year that julius Randle just had you should want that man on the team exactly no the miami heat fan is coming out of me a little bit but this is more because i like jimmy butler jimmy butler did not want to play because he got screwed over in 2016 because clay was out there and clay could not buy a bucket for majority of the olympic tournament but he was still on the court and i'm asking Okay, if Clay is not hitting his jump shots, why is he out there and Jimmy not? They're basically the same height. Because he's first team all defense. He can lock and, niggas down. And Jimmy, Jimmy can, can lock, lock Jimmy can well, lock no, Jimmy down. Can too. And Clay, Jimmy can too. The thing is, if Clay's not shooting, then Jimmy and Clay are a lot more similar players than they would be otherwise. Right. Except Jimmy can dribble the ball and Jimmy can drive to the lane because he's not a great shooter. Clay dribbles like a Republican. He's not allowed to take more than two dribbles at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I watch the Warriors and I see Clay dribble, I'm like, Clay, talk about this. That's not your forte. You can't shoot and move. 40 points and they even dribble the ball like 10 times. If we can count 40 points on 15 dribbles. If we can count the number of times you dribble in a game, you don't need dribble. It, it, it's that simple. But because he got because he got screwed over there, Jimmy didn't want to play this year, and that would have been it's a facto leader, especially with Bam being there. That would help somewhat. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but honestly, you're right. I definitely think Jimmy will help. But it's I'm not. I think it definitely comes down to the point guard. Like they don't exactly. 
who is the point guard? Who is the USA point guard? And that pretty much answers your question right there. You know, CP wasn't going to play. Steph not playing. Shit, they could have they could have picked up Rondo off the street. It probably would have been a little bit better. Yeah, Rondo Rondo loves to fight with coaches, but Rondo not going to fight with Pop. We Pop has enough has gained enough respect. No, nobody's fighting Pop. You know, I just yeah that the the roster is flawed in that way, but um, you know Kyrie hurt, James hurt, so they not gonna play. Steph not gonna play. A lot of the a lot of the point guards that you would think of, are not gonna play. I mean Russell's not gonna help y'all. I wouldn't need, I wouldn't even picked up Russell Westbrook. I'm Ru- not what is Russell? What is Russell gonna do that Bradley Beal won't? Exactly. Russell shoot efficiently, but. The point of it is, Team USA, get your shit together, or you don't have to see me. I don't know how important, I don't know what that means to you, but somebody going to have to see me. Yeah, man, they, they're looking like a real silver medal squad right now. And we yeah. don't tolerate. This is America. And in America, we do everything. We go hard or we go home for better or for worse. Most of the time it's for worse. But that's beside the point today. But since y'all have done such a great job since it's your first time on the show. We got to give you the special Ignite treatment. So we got to go down and give you some time with our signature game. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know it. You love it. We play it all the time and it's back. It is another round of Befriend Eat Battle. I set my friends up in impossible scenarios not to make them decide what they want to do. Eat it, befriend it, or scrap it. And we love to scrap around here. So I'll ask, mm-hmm. which one of y'all want to volunteer to go first? I'll go. I need me to. Cletus, my man, I'm glad you said yeah, that. Please, since, you were, since you are the Nigerian-American, you had the first thing to say about Team USA taking that L. <laughs> so Cletus, befriend, eat, battle. Great white shark, moose, rattlesnake. Oh, uh... Dang, eat the rattlesnake, befriend the great white, battle the moose. <laughs> now, I do have to ask you, do you know how big a moose, a really moose is? is? I was going to ask you. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to fight no shit. rattlesnake. I don't want to fight no rattlesnake. You didn't want to fight know. the small <laughs> Because <laughs> we already know all it takes is one bite, bro. It's over. Now, honestly, I right, now if I had a moose would kill you. I yeah, I'd, I'd probably befriend the the shark, eat the moose, and battle the rattlesnake. I think that's that's fair. That is the smartest. Google how big a moose is right now, and then. <laughs> a matter of fact, look up a video. I seen a video on a moose one time, man, and I was. I was, was it the one where he's walking on the side of the road? And they were yeah, like, hey, I was baffled how big that motherfucker was. And it's taller than a Tahoe. What? They are yeah. moose moose PR has done a phenomenal job making us think that they're just dose out deer. Yeah. <laughs> Certain animals PR team squirrels PR team is amazing because they literally just fluffy rats. Yep, hippos, bro. Just dangerous, scary animal. I do not want no smoke with a hippo, bro. Oh, a hippo is. I'd rather get a, killed by a lion. A hippo is such a cute ass water demon. It really is. 
Uh, Niggas don't even swim. They just on the bottom of the damn ocean. <laughs> will bite your shit off. They break you in half. They are the embodiment of Black Air Force energy. Niggas snapped a gator in two, bro. Like, who does that? A gator. And they don't even eat meat. They just do it because I can. They did it for fun. <laughs> like, bitch, get out of my way. But All right, Dev, this next one, slightly easier, but it ain't better. Befriend, eat, battle. A hawk, a jaguar, or a panther? All right. So, I'd eat the hawk. That's pretty easy. Wait, hold on. Befriend, eat, battle. Hawks are not little either, by the way. Yeah, that's why I'd eat it. That's a lot of good meat. Um, man, what were the other two? A jaguar and a what? Jacksonville jaguar, Carolina panther. Okay, so panthers are cool in my book. I befriend the panther. I like panthers, and I'd use that panther friendship to battle the jaguar. That's what everybody says because jaguars, yeah, (laughs) you know, I don't know why. I just I like Panthers. I can't get rid of them. It's because they're black. You think because of that, they give you extra powers. Yes, pretty much. I think we're going to go with that. All right. Then are you ready? Because you get the most interesting of the matchups. Give it to me. What we got? Befriend, eat, battle. A penguin, an ostrich, six-foot-tall woodpecker. What? <laughs> a six, you said a six foot tall wood like the bird, like a woodpecker woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> a penguin, an ostrich. I would be friends. Yeah, I would befriend the woodpecker because a six foot woodpecker would dead ass kill you. With the quickness, I would eat the ostrich, and I would be, and I would, uh, I would battle the penguin because that's light work. I, I fight a penguin. You feel me? Only difference is I'm. I have to throw a curveball because I'm a whole ass nigga. Um, you have to fight the penguin on its home turf. So I'm in. I'm in Antarctica. Or in you got to scrap the penguin in Antarctica. I mean, Antarctica's melting, so. <laughs> <laughs> the penguin can swim. Hey, man, you, uh, know, damn. you know black people don't uh, don't like cold. the cold. Tropical. But nah, I'm going to still go. I'm going to stick with the answer. I'm going to stick with the answer. I'm fighting. I'm fighting that penguin. For sure. Smile and wave, boys. Just smile <laughs> and wave. <laughs> Cletus, you up next. I'm right here. I'm here. I'm here. Talk to me, man. All right. Next one, we going under the sea. Befriend, eat, and battle. A jellyfish, a swordfish, tuna. Okay. So, um, eating the tuna, I'm... Befriending the swordfish, and I'm battling the uh, the, the jellyfish. 
I didn't seen Finding Nemo one too many times to think that's a good idea. I'm not eating no jellyfish. I mean, they're edible, technically. No, I'm Because I, I would eat the swordfish. I ain't never seen no tuna. So I don't want to say I'm going to fight a tuna. I ain't never seen a tuna really doing what tunas do. You feel me? A tuna's big as fuck. You don't want them. Problems. You feel me? Either way, you're going to lose to somebody. I'd rather have the tuna because I've been eating tuna now. And then with the with the swordfish, you got the whole sword just, you know, cutting through the fish. And after that, yeah, just keep it humble, chill out, and, you know, befriend your swordfish. That's fair. For y'all who don't know, a tuna's going to run you about 400 pounds. They not little. Yeah, but they make it good with a side of mayonnaise and some, and some <laughs> potato chip. A little salt, a little paprika, a little jerk seasoning if you're trying to get freaky. Yeah. Throw some red peppers on it. All that, yeah. I don't, I don't eat tuna, so I'm, I'm, I don't have no dog in this fight. But I'm, I'm low-key kind of mad knowing how big a tuna is and seeing the little-ass packages that they put it in. Yeah, like, dog, like, really? Bro. This I is feel how like, I feel like a hundred of those packages is probably one tuna. Like it's one they just fish. cut it up real nice. And... It's just one dude named it's one fish named Dave, and Dave just got caught that day. And tuna PR is another one. They got us thinking because of that, that they these niggas aren't huge. You can probably you probably can't even fit a tuna on a king size book. You can last nah. like a good week off tuna. It might break the king size bed. Yeah, like, tuna ain't no bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't. Captain Scully, you up next. Yes, sir. And this might be my favorite one that I've ever come up with. Remember how I said I like to put y'all in bad situations? Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Befriend, eat, battle. Pitbull, your local crackhead, Another pit bull. All right. Ah, damn. It's like, <laughs> yo, a whole ass nigga, bro. You a whole ass nigga. Um, uh, okay, I befriend the crackhead because he probably found me a way to devise a plan to trap the pit bull. And then I, you know, be on my Michael Vick shit and, you know, <laughs> get one pit bull out the paint and then the other one. Jesus. <laughs> you know, they eat. No, no, I can't say that. That's ah. um, yeah, I'd eat the pit bull. The other one. Like, I'd kill one and eat the other. And the friend, <laughs> with the help of the local crackhead. Small guy just out here sounding crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't <Yep>. get us. <laughs> uh, look, you made, you made the right decision. Because in case you don't know, you never fight a crackhead. They don't feel pain. Ever. I don't know if y'all saw the video of the dude in D.C. ripping dude's bumper off. <laughs> but naked in the middle of the road. You yeah, don't fight right there. So I can see that one. Look, I gotta look, find it. They have super strength. They don't feel pain. They're basically Superman. You can hit one as hard as you can. He'll get up laughing. Yeah. And it's, it's just not. It's just not what you want. I, I've seen it personally. Uh, the crackhead that put the squirrel on a leash. You, you, know, you know how hard like, to put squ- a squirrel on a leash? Like, dog. Like, 
the right choice. That's crackhead energy for sure. Well, Daniel, you have you yourself have another interesting scenario to deal with because I just love screwing people. That's what wakes me up in the morning. And it's gonna be very, very personal. Befriend eat battle. An NYC rat, an armadillo, and a donkey. What what an armadillo look like? Would they? <laughs> hold on, let me do a quick Google search. It's, it, it, it rolls up in a ball. It, it's kind of armored. Uh, then okay. Yep, 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 yep. Are they are they not that big though? No, nah, this would look like. No, nah, they not. They're not that big. They're technically like a rat with a shell. Yeah, it's a rodent. It, it ain't that big. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard they make good soup. Oh, it's an armadillo. You said a New York City rat. What was the third one? A donkey. A donkey. I feel like an armadillo is smaller than a New York City rat. I'm a. I'm a befriend the armadillo. I'm a eat the donkey because there's no way in hell I would ever. Eat a rat in New York. I rather but now you got one hell of a fight. Yeah, I got one hell of a fight, but I think I'm prepared for that fight. I think I was. I think I was made for that. True. I think I was made for that fight to be able to battle one of those. So I would just uh, get a broom, get something, but I ain't eating that shit. That's all I know. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It'd be about as safe as drinking that blood water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not, I ain't, I ain't touching, I ain't touching a, a rat with a ten foot pole. I'm, I don't even know how I'm gonna fight it for real, for real. But it's a better option than eating that motherfucker. I know that much. Agreed, Cletus. You're here to end it all. Yep, here for it. What we got going, man? Befriend, eat, battle. A peacock. A ten foot gopher or a five foot cricket. I'd rather battle the peacock. <laughs> and yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather battle the peacock. I'll befriend the the gopher. Dang, bro, this stuff sucks. I ain't eating cricket now. You said you said you gonna eat the peacock. Uh, uh, he said eat he the peacock. I'll say I'll befriend him or battle him. Uh-huh. Oh man, this is tough. All right, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll befriend the gopher. I'm battling the cricket. I'm eating the peacock. I I truly just say that because there's two peacocks that live in my apartment complex, and no, them niggas are savages. I really don't like this. This is the funniest. I just imagine there's two peacocks that live in your apartment. This man said he would fight a peacock. I just imagine Cleet fighting this beautiful ass (laughs) bird. Yeah, let me me get one of your feathers, man. Let me see one one of them feathers. (laughs) Probably sound like Rick James when they come at you. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) like you know, like. And yes, Daniel, oh, to answer your question, there are two peacocks that live in my apartment complexes, and they do not give a fuck about anything. Like the motherfuckers pay rent and everything, or you just like somebody, <laughs> somebody. Owns I don't them. know how <laughs> they be here. Peacocks can fly, by the way, so they come and go as they please. 
There's also like Dr. Seuss characters, like the the Bro, boys are, the, the girls are whatever, but they're not little by no means. It's like they're they're, they're like turkey size. Like they're not they're not small. Well the, the girls are, but girls, but these ain't these are not females. I know the difference. Oh, okay. I mean we've all that was seen like Bugs the craziest Bugs. thing. As a kid, to learn that it's the boys that were the pretty ones, and I'm like, bro, all this time I was like, I was thinking that whatever. It's like, nah, bro. Remember, they're the bad Remember, remember <laughs> fellas, you can be the prize too. Right. And if you want to be pretty, we're not here to judge you. Talk about it, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have one final segment for the guys. It is another staple of the game of would you rather it's gonna be short and sweet but once again i put them in incredible situations that they don't have a choice in and because i'm a i'm just a hell of a human being daniel you're going first this time let's do it so would you rather leave your girl alone with chris brown for two hours yeah, don't do that. <laughs> or, 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 or. I didn't think I'd get that far. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> or run naked through your place of employment for thirty seconds. You know, I trust my girl. The motherfuckers be folding. <laughs> I was about to say, you almost got me. He had us in the first round. <laughs> he had us in the first round. <laughs> like, you can trust Bro. your girl all you want. Dog, that's Chris Brown. That's not your girl. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> not going to hold you. Fuck that job. <laughs> I better like that motherfucker anyway. So, you catch me at NABJ looking for a new one. But, yeah, I'm a, I run through the office. I definitely went to the office. Agreed. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, motherfuckers fold. You never know, man. You can trust her one second, and Chris Brown doing backflips and shit. Like, you don't know what to do. And that's an L that you just got to take. He would, he, would, he would hit your girl and then write a hit song about it that you'd have to listen to over and over so you would never even get over it because even five years later, people still be playing the song. On the radio. And, then, the be, and then, be, then be mad at yourself bobbing your head and singing along because it's low-key right. catch. Like, this shit low-key slide. This is a banger on the line. I'll take it from you, nigga. That nigga don't miss. Yeah, when man. you gotta be like, damn, that was my girl he talking about. Right. Cletus, this next question is specifically for you because you just this Let's type of guy. Let's do it. Would you rather Live your life with no lotion, or you can never get another shape up, another fade, another shave ever again. I'm going no lotion. Uh, (laughs) You got it. I'm going no lotion. Just off the straight as like yo, just as long as it's water. You know what I mean? Or if it's oh, I could always be in some hot place that I won't need lotion. You be, I'll be Gucci. <laughs> you will walk around like Ashley Larry. 
I, I mean, you won't really be ashy though if you always hydrated. You feel me? If you hydrated, you little sweaty sometimes, or you just got out the shower, or you air dry, and then you only wear pants and stuff that no one has to see. And then with your hands, just always keep your hands with the sanitizer. You Gucci. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> what? Yo. <laughs> no, it could work out. It could work out. You be you be sprinkling say, water yeah, on the Yeah, get you a little oil or something. Yeah. No, no. He ain't say nothing about oil. Oil does not. You can no hydrating serum of any kind. Uh, no, there's be no dry. There, Almost be black no, and dry. I'd be there's no look baby like some oil. There's it no baby life. oil. There's no cocoa butter. butter. None man. of it. I don't this man wants me to look like a, a 2000. What does this man want me to look like a 1998, some BMW 1998 seats? <laughs> after, after everyone drove the car 100,000 miles, the seats already messed up. Got but me I would like have these flyers fade. I'm about to say, my man's kids gonna have to get the the lineup on the beer every every day. You gotta keep it fresh every day. That's the only thing. Yeah, Rick Ross. Hmm. Ah. That was a tough one. I don't like that. Oh, the next one is gonna be worse for Captain Scully. Just for him, yes, sir. Would you rather play Michael Jordan one on one for your life, first one to twelve, or? Take one emphasis one haymaker from Mike Tyson in 1995. Woof. Woof. It's pretty easy for me. How so? Eventually, I'll get up from Mike Tyson. Will you, though? I imagine in my head that eventually I'll get up from Mike. Actually, you know what? No, let, let's start on. Start over. Okay. May I remind you, this is 1995. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'd start over. Yeah, okay. Let, let's run that back because I don't even realize what the hell I just said. Um, <laughs> see, at the same time, though, there ain't no way in hell you be in there. Bro, you're not making 12. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so your life, bro, I'm going to go with 12. what I, yeah, so I said what I said. Yeah, no, I'll get up from Mike Tyson. It may not be for a couple of months, but I might be in a couple of, <laughs> for a few years, but I'll get up, you know. I may only kill somebody one time, only one, one time. time. <laughs> That's not, you got a lot more high intentions than making 12 points against Jordan. I am not getting 12 points again because Michael Jordan – once said, Chris Paul said, if he misses a ba- a basket, you got to give every kid here a pair of free Jordans. This man went sixty nine for sixty nine. It did not did not even. It's like, bro, I'm not paying thus, for my life. And thus, fuck them kids was born. Fuck them kids. Yeah, no, I am not playing Jordan for my life. No, Tyson, I I you know how the Bible say, turn the other cheek. If he hit, I will turn me. I look, bro. <laughs> he might turn die either only way. Neck around. Yes, you gonna die either way. Either that's way, I, mean. I am dying. And that's why mm. I switch all of these positions. Because <laughs> there is no right answer to this. It's just, actually, and I'm mad you said 95. Any year of Mike Tyson. I mean, <laughs> 2021. If I chose modern Mike Tyson, it raises your survival chances by about two or three percent. 
Does it? Well, <laughs> that man bit somebody ear off. I would say so. He that bit, bit, bit a person ear off. He had two pet tigers, bro. <laughs> two pet tigers. What nigga just goes out and buys tigers? It's and funny he, that you mentioned a tiger. He's not, a, he's not Arab, so it's like... <laughs> it, it's just funny you mentioned a tiger because Cletus... Mm-hmm. Would you rather try and ride a giraffe or a lion? Giraffe. See, giraffe PR is another one that has been. I'll, I'll have you know, <laughs> lions are not dumb enough to scrap a single giraffe. Yeah, giraffes are people don't mess with giraffes. Have you not seen the video of the giraffe chasing that safari driver? <laughs> I mean, you asked you a question of who I want what I what I rather. I'm saying a giraffe because at least I know a alligator. We say a lion. He eat people. They eat meat. They eat yeah, people. True. They look like they eat meat. They like flesh. Giraffes don't like flesh. They just don't like being bothered. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. take a swift kick before you get that giraffe. Though. How you gonna climb up? What's your plan? How you gonna get up there? <laughs> I, I thought someone was going to help me out with that situation. I'm supposed to figure that out by myself. Dang it. For, Shit. I will give I'm you try, one I'm going to get a baby one. <laughs> you help me out this time. Yo, go give me a boost. <laughs> I mean, when you realize even the newborn baby still six feet two. Yeah, like, <laughs> And the parent will really come after you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend riding Simba either. So right. it, well, yeah, he's too small anyway. Though. I mean, I've seen weirder things. Yeah, it's true. I've seen a boxer buy full-grown tigers and keep them as pets like they were pussycats. And Mufasa, Simba, Scar, it don't matter. I ain't fucking lying. I, I agree with him. Yep. You know how they tell you never stand behind a horse? Giraffe is the same way. I think giraffe is like quintuple that because they reach as longer. I can see it. And you ever seen how a giraffe fights? With their necks. Oh, it's just it's just a headbutt. Any any animal that's willing to headbutt you, I'm I'm good. Like goats, rams, all them horned animals, they just be headbutting each other, giving each other CTE and shit. <laughs> Daniel, the final, the final would you rather of the show is going to go to you. Are you ready? Born ready. Let's go. Would you rather scrap one polar bear? Just one. Or three bald eagles? Yeah. Now, early, we we had a conversation about hawks earlier, how hawks ain't small. Bald eagles. <laughs> Big shit. Bald, I, the first time I saw a bald eagle, I was not prepared. I was like, I was not person. prepared. Big that, shit. Who is that's, it? A, that's a Pidgeot. Like that, that thing should be in a Pokeball. That's not. <laughs> and the thing is, they. I was thinking like, oh, they, they got talons. Polar bear got claws. Have you seen a polar bear claw though? Like the hand is probably as big as his body. 
may I also may I remind you, a polar bear is the biggest species of bear on the planet. It's also in danger. <laughs> so <laughs> I because you said three and for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to have to go because bald eagles are not only have talons, are not only like about five feet tall, they can fly, they can peck, they can claw, there's three of them motherfuckers. They got huge wingspans. Like huge wings. Like, what am I supposed to do with a nigga that can fly? I can't get up there. They got the aerial attack going 50. Yeah. I'm gonna just I'm gonna see what I can do with a polar bear. You can hey. run downhill. Granted, I'm probably uh-huh. gonna die, but I'm gonna see what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do. Bring, bring a few Coke bottles. Maybe that'll work in your favor. I don't know. Wasn't it wasn't it was it who was it who said if you ever see me in the woods with a grizzly bear, help the bear. Help the bear. <laughs> help the bear. I'm mystical. Yeah. mystical. There you go. Yeah. See, see, see that was that was in a that was in the woods. That's a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear ain't ain't no polar bear dog. Yeah, I get a I get a flamethrower or something. I, don't know I said just bring a few bottles of coke. See how well that work out for you. It you might. know, North Pole already melting, so it's only so many places a polar bear can go. It ain't like mm-hmm. you got. Damn! What is with you in climate change tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Save the planet, bro. Save the planet. Save the planet. You. You say that like you're happy about it. Like, man, fuck that. Fuck them, no, I'm just saying this is these are tactical advantages that our ancestors didn't de- didn't didn't have. Our ancestors caused all of this. Exactly. That's the point I'm saying. Like they 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 were sore losers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> our ancestors are sore losers. Well, well not we ours. Come- Hours. The we, we we get what you're saying. You get what yeah, you're saying. yeah. Not us. What? Not us. Got to set the record. Like we're not involved. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold yeah, on. no. Ours weren't. They, you know, they were the, the the other ones. Well, y'all, we've come to the end of another episode of the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. How's it feel? Great time, man. Great time. Yeah, it feels good. It's good. I appreciate y'all for getting on with me. So I'll give y'all a few seconds to speak your piece on your final thoughts. Captain Scully, what you got to say to the people? All right. Well, I just want to say that if you ever think about going outside of the country alone by yourself, I did it. It was great. Y'all should do it too. Unless you're, you know, it's some people that probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, but you know, I it was great. So do that. Also, Bucks and Seven, and I'm sticking with that. Cletus, final thoughts. Man, I'm just happy to be able to be a part of this. This is a good vibe. If y'all like podcasts, I hope y'all all do. Y'all can follow me at the Cletus Group and at Talking Cheap Network. I got my own podcast. It's also very fire. Happy to be here. Shout out to my bro Jamal, and uh, shout out to all the gentlemen. So vibe. And yo, final thoughts to the people. Oh man, thank you for having me on here. This is my first. This is my first and uh, first podcast appearance. So I hope. Uh, I hope I was 
good host. It's definitely a good vibe chatting with y'all, man. And I do want to say for all those sports fans watching, put some respect on Shohei Otani's name. That's the greatest athlete in America right now. And you can't tell me nothing about it. If you don't watch baseball, that's fine. But you should probably start because that nigga's different. And he is. All I'm going to say is imagine. Yeah, no, he like that. Imagine Tom Brady leading the league in touchdown passes, and then they can go play linebacker in the same game. That's what Shohei Otani did. So, although yeah. I do think Tatis is is uh, more of a showman, Fernando Tatis. So. That may be so, but yeah, Shohei, the goat man. But yeah, follow me to Culture X Cures, man. Get a little culture in your life; it might cure some things for you for real. So, shout out to Jamal. Appreciate y'all. The only grip on Otani, he plays for the Angels. He plays for the Angels. And they, once again, are going to waste a generational talent like they did with Mike Trout. It's a little sad. How they found two generational talents is beyond both me. <laughs> and Pujols, too. Wasn't he there for a second? No, he was, he was there the time he got there. Pujols' talent was in St. Louis, and he got, a, he got a World Series out of that. Yeah, three, I think. Three or four. I could be wrong. What's yeah. the point? Ladies and gentlemen, one, thank you again for listening to the one and only D1 Idiot University podcast. We look forward to coming to you semi-live from multiple undisclosed locations. So like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving. Don't eat the yellow snow. Tip your Uber drivers. And we out. The University.